0: On this edition of our Cubs Recap Podcast, a presentation of our Recap YouTube channel and available everywhere you get your favorite podcasts, Gordon Wittemeyer and I discuss the state of the NL Central and more specifically, how about those Cubbies after they sweep the Giants? Take that. another edition of the Cubs recap podcast the presentation of our recap YouTube channel and available audio only everywhere you get your podcast with my partner Gordon Wittenmeyer I'm David Kaplan hey Gordon I got something for you oh boy here we go
1: <laughs> oh hey hey smart guy uh I know they they just swept the Giants and that's huge that that is uh, massive um, oh, they might have. They might have just eliminated the Giants, so that's a big deal. But what the hell
0: happened in Cincinnati in those two games? Hey, man, you're going to get hiccups. It happens. They, took, they did what they had to do, let you pick up no ground if you're the red. <laughs> a. B, they should be looking at, like, a seven-game win streak. They should have swept that series. You know, I'm telling you, this is the best defensive team in the National League. And they had a kid pitch today. He did something today. Jordan Wicks yeah. went to 3-0. He is the first Cubs pitcher to win his first three appearances since 1901. 1901! And then they brought in a kid named Luke Little. Hey, who, who, was, the, who was
1: the guy in 1901? Was that your brother, uh, Mordecai Kaplan?
0: Yes, exactly. Mordecai Fourfinger Kaplan. Um <laughs> They brought a kid in in the ninth they just recalled. He's throwing 97. He's a 6'8 lefty named Luke Little from the 2020 draft class, fourth round. And he got two punch outs. Palenzi is at 98 to 100. Hey, man, I'm just telling you, this team's going to be really tough on somebody if they get to the postseason. So let and me it's ask trending you this. That way. And I think it is trending that way. Um, but
1: let me ask you this. How do they do in the postseason? How do you think they do in the postseason? Because right now, I got them facing the Phillies. If they hold on to the number two spot, nobody's catching the Phillies for the three spot. If they catch the Phillies, they'll catch the Brewers. So, assuming that they get the two second wild card, that's going to be the Phillies. And then if they win that, they get the Braves, dude. How, how do you think that they match up in those?
0: Gordon, if the Phillies lose today... To the Padres, as we're taping this, the Cubs will be a half game behind them. Half a game. No, I get it. But what I'm saying is if the
1: Cubs are able to kind of have that surge down the stretch where they catch the Phillies, take Uh a look at the Brewers. They, They might, that might catch the Brewers.
0: That might. That might. The Cubs now a season best 12 games over 500. How about this? Since the last time they played the Giants in San Francisco, end of June. The Cubs are fifty and twenty-eight. Fifty
1: and yeah. twenty-eight. They're thirty-four and seventeen since the All-Star break. Which Best is in baseball. The, yeah, and and uh, you know Seattle's lost a couple here to the Reds the last two nights, and then so they're they're better than Seattle since then. And Seattle came in as one of the hottest teams. Cubs are fourteen and five in the last nineteen. Now here's the thing, Cap. Here's, a, here's the, so the test the test down the stretch, these next probably ten games. Yeah. Um, that might be as big as it gets. Now they they finished they, they got a tough tough schedule down the stretch. But those
0: Arizona games, huge. Okay, so four games with Arizona, 640 on Thursday night and then three day games, 120s against Arizona Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Wrigley. Then they go on the road for three at Colorado. And then they have a day off, then they go to Arizona for three night games, day off and then come home for 3 with the Pirates, 3 with the Rockies, day off and then close it 3 at Atlanta, 3 at Milwaukee. My god, what you know, the next week
1: and then the last week. Those that's that's the story of the the Cubs season right now. And uh it it's look the way they're swinging the bats right now and you're right, the way they're catching the ball um there's no reason to think they can't get in there, but that's a tough schedule. And it's really wild right now down the stretch. It could go a lot of different directions as we sit here and talk now after that giant sweep and the reds. Yeah. I don't know if you can explain it to me. I can't explain it. I've never seen this before. They put four guys on the COVID list on Friday when the Cubs were in town, they put another guy, their best pitcher since the all-star break, their best pitcher since June on the IL probably for the rest of the season with a toe injury, every single guy they had left in the starting rotation was in the minors on June 4th. A couple of them were in double A and they've won four out of five since, since the second game, starting with the second game of that double header on Friday. I can't explain it. I mean, two of those were ma- massive comebacks against the, uh, against the Cubs. Now you would, you say, well, the Cubs should have swept. Yeah, the Cubs, Cubs didn't score enough runs against the, a couple of those young pitchers in You're those right. two games. That's why they lost, not because of the ninth inning comeback, but because they didn't have enough runs on the board when the ninth inning came around. and, yeah, then and it, their
0: bullpen got tired too.
1: Yeah, and then so now you now you fast forward to the Seattle series, they've already beaten uh, the the Reds are the Reds are thirteen and one against the AL West. That's arguably the best division in the American League. I've, I've uh, lobbied that they ought to try to swap divisions with the Astros if they want to try to win. Um, no, but no uh, I can't explain it, dude. I haven't seen anything like this in all my years at covering ball. Uh, they should have been done. When they okay. put all those guys on the I.L., they should have been done.
0: Okay, so let's talk about what we're seeing from the Cubs because Miguel Amaya is clearly defined backup role. Jan Gomes is hey, clearly he good. He looked good
1: behind the plate.
0: Uh, He did. Jan Gomes is having a resurgent year, but defensively, he's going to play more than 100 games for the first time in a while. Uh, You've got Seiya Suzuki is the hottest hitter in the National League. The last 30 days he has been. How the hell did that happen? Ridiculous. Where did that come from? I told you. I was on the field at Wrigley. Ah. I walked up to three different players, and I said, let me ask you a question. Who's the best hitter on this team? All three guys said, you think it's Bellinger. He's really good, dude. But the best hitter on our team, that guy right there, Seiya Suzuki. Yes. And now he's showing the world.
1: Who are are these three guys? Like Madrigal, Master Boney, and uh, some
0: other guy? You never you mind who they were. I promised them anonymity. So look, Justin Steele, is he going? Let's start right there. If you had to pick a Cy Young today, is he the winner?
1: I'd have a hard time not picking him. Put it that way, uh, especially
0: coming off that last start. How about his uh, odds down? He was three weeks ago. He was eighteen to one. He's two to one now.
1: Yeah, right. And probably the only thing that doesn't make him a clear cut favorite right now is is just the workload, just the just the innings in the games. Uh, but if he finishes as, as strong as he has looked, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's crazy. It, it really is crazy to think. Um, it, a homegrown pitcher, for God's sake.
0: How about that? Homegrown uh, pitcher. Pretty cool. All right, so let's now, talk I got. How- wait,
1: I got one for you. I got one for you. As we sit here right now, your boy Bellinger hit another home run. Uh, he's sitting on a 920 OPS. Top seven in the league. He's hitting 321. He's that monster. He's that left-handed monster in the middle of the order that we talked about when the season started. That if he could become that again, that would give this lineup a chance to be what it is right now. And that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. But let me ask you this, Mr. Mm -hmm. Cub fan. Mm -hmm. Is he he, uh, the MVP?
0: Is he the MVP? Who are the candidates right now?
1: Uh, Acuna has been considered the favorite for months, and Mookie Betts has come on and really given him a run. Those are probably the two favorites, and and if you take a take take a closer look at Freddie Freeman's numbers, he's probably uh, going to get a lot of love too. Those are those are pro- some of your top candidates, but certainly Acuna and Betts.
0: Okay, so right now today. If you went and made a bet at points bet, Ronald Acuna is a clear favorite at minus 200. For people that don't gamble, you have to put $200 down to win 100. So you put your 200 down. If he won it, you'd get $300 back, $100 profit. Mookie Betts is plus 140. If You bet 100, they'd hand you back 240 total, 140 in profit. Freddie Freeman, 33 to 1. So it's really a two-man race. Matt Olson, 150 to one. Cody Bellinger, 250 to one. So
1: you, you tell me, I, I think I know who it's you'd a, vote for if you had a ballot. It's, it's Acuna. It is. Well, what if Bellinger is hot down the stretch? And I'm going full disclosure, I have a, an MVP vote this year. Mm-hmm. And I haven't decided yet because I always wait till the end and I always wait September just a little heavier. Uh, mm-hmm. See how a guy finishes. What if he finishes really strong? I, I Put it this way. Uh, let me give you a scenario because you love these. Uh, these are with hypotheticals. I'm going to give you a couple. You got it. All right. The, the, the Cubs finish strong enough. They they continue to score runs like they have against the Giants in that last game uh, against the Reds. They catch the Brewers and win the division. And Bellinger is a big part of why they're scoring that many runs down the stretch. Acuna, bets. They keep doing roughly what they've done for the season, but that's the way Bellinger finishes.
0: Where does your vote go? I still think Acuna is the best player. I do. Mookie Betts a great player. Cody Bellinger, I hope, is re-signing with the Cubs. Spencer Strider uh, is probably one of the three finalists for the Cy Young. Blake Snell's the favorite. Justin Steele, Spencer Strider. Zach Gallen has gone up the track a bit in terms of his odds. And then Acuna, Betts, Freeman, Olsen, Bellinger. It's the only five guys that will be there. I would put Cody Bellinger ahead of Matt Olson. I would yeah. go Acuna. I'd
1: put Matt him ahead of Freeman, Bellinger. honestly. I'd put him ahead of Freeman, even though Freeman's got some better numbers. Bellinger does more defensively. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from Freeman, but he's a first baseman only. Uh, and also, Bellinger means more as a single bat to his team than Freeman does as a single bat to his. Yeah. Not by much, but yeah, right now. I mean, as we look at it right now,
0: Bellinger's to, one of the three finalists for me. I go, Cunha bets Bellinger. i tell
1: you what, I would, if, if the scenario that I described played out, I might have to consider Bellinger for his outsized influence on his team, given the fact that the scenario I laid out requires scoring a lot of runs because I don't know that their pitching is going to be consistent enough down the stretch that they're winning, that they're pulling that off with pitching. And the Braves have an all-star lineup. They, they've got, they got the most complete team in baseball. And so the, the amount of difference, the amount of value, that that one guy brings to his team compared to what this other guy brings to his team disproportionately, the whole thing, I'd have to give it some thought. I mean, I'd have to consider that.
0: Okay. So we've got, we've talked about the Cy Young. We've talked about the MVP. What type of a chance, shot or no shot, the Cubs have a chance to do damage in the postseason based on how they're playing right now today as we tape.
1: I, you know, honestly, Cap, I, I, I don't think much. Uh, and, and, that, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cubs. This isn't an anti-Cubs thing. Uh, you know, Twitter, go ahead and come at me.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> this is all about the matchups, where they are right. Unless they catch the Phillies or unless they catch the Brewers, they're going to face the Phillies in the first round. The Phillies are a seasoned, postseason team. They were there last year. They've been playing their best ball since the end of May. Uh, Harper's healthy now. That's They've got serious front-line pitching. That's a good freaking team. And if they weren't in the division they were, they'd be playing for a division title. And then if they if they pull that off and win that, by the way, in Philadelphia, then they open up in Atlanta in the division series against what I consider – Head and shoulders, the best team in baseball. That's the only reason. The matchups just aren't favorable right now as we sit here. If you win that second wild card, they'd almost be better off winning the third wild card, letting somebody else catch them because then they get the Brewers in the first round. Then they get the Dodgers in the second round. Dodgers just lost, you know, you know, the dirtbag year is to uh, to uh, uh, restricted list. So yeah,
0: correct. He's probably done for the season.
1: Yeah, and that's a big blow to, to their, you know, postseason look. So, uh, yeah, really, uh, match-up-wise, you're better off all else being equal, being the third wild card than the second wild card in the National League. They need to either catch the Phillies or drop back a spot. And it's so crazy any of those scenarios could happen.
0: So – Let's look at where things sit right now in the National League. The best team is clearly the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Who is the second best team in baseball in the National League?
1: Well, for, for the last couple months, you would have said the Dodgers. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Agreed. I, I, and Woodruff is back and, and pitching for the, uh, the Brewers. They picked up a couple bats. I think that they're – right now, I think they're better uh, than – than the Dodgers, but I think the Phillies might be better than both of them. You know, we'll see how healthy they are at the end. uh, But I don't know if I, I don't know if I bet too much against the Phillies once October starts.
0: I'm telling you the way they're playing today, the Cubs are the second best team in the national league.
1: Dude, they, they got Justin Steele is pitching as well as anybody in the league. And, you know, so all credit to him. You got a guy that can match up with anybody in game one, you know. Obviously, Kyle Hendricks stays healthy. You trust him in a playoff game. Obviously, I don't know where else you're going though, and and as well as that bullpen's pitching, boy. Once you know when it comes, to, what did uh, Dale Swam used to call it? Nut cutting time. When it comes a nut cutting time. I I don't know how much I, I trust those guys and. You know, a a one-run lead in the eighth inning of a must-win, you know, game three somewhere uh, in a first round or a game five somewhere in the second round. I mean, that that's still a quite that bullpen is still a question. And postseason postseason series are often, most often these days, won on the backs of bullpens.
0: I just because their offense seems to have such depth to it. Do you realize the Chicago Cubs are averaging more runs per game this year than the 2016 World Champs? That doesn't shock me, uh, because
1: uh, that that people don't realize this, because they see all that, that, that young lineup. You and I know this. We were there. We've talked about it since. They weren't a juggernaut scoring machine. They were the best team, one of the best teams in history in the field, and they won primarily with pitching. So it was a run prevention formula that uh, made them champs in 2016 more than it was a bunch of young guys just hitting the crud out of the ball. That said, they had you know the MVP and and, and all-stars like Rizzo, but uh, and, and that mattered. But they won because of pitching and defense.
0: They did win because of pitching and defense. They had mashers. They obviously had the MVP back then. And they had a
1: bullpen, dude, because they went out and got Chapman to what was and added to
0: what was already a good bullpen. All right, so let me ask you something. Do you think that if Jed Hoyer, armed with the knowledge today, he listens to this podcast, he was asleep for the last 60 days, and <laughs> he wakes up from a hibernation. Is, first that, a shot? is,
1: it, is that a shot at his uh, transactions uh, over, the, over that span? Maybe I think
0: would include the trade deadline? Yeah. Maybe. So I love Jed. I'm a huge Jed guy. But Jed took a nap when his team was struggling in mid-June. He says, oh, I'm going to wake up here. It's September the 6th. Uh, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to listen with these two lunatics. Gordon and Cap have to say, wait a minute. We're how many games over 500? What? Wait a minute. Jordan, oh, wait. I forgot you know? the trade. Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman. Right, and Cody's still on the team? What, what the hell? Wait I'm a minute. To get what, your ass going- in here. So if he had that knowledge back July 30, 31, what does he do?
1: Uh, well, does he have the knowledge that Stroman? Uh, question mark?
0: He knows hurt? all of it.
1: Okay, then he adds a picture. It gets it gets even more aggressive and he adds a pitcher and it probably costs him a pretty penny in player capital in that farm system. But I think under the circumstances, yeah, he'd had a pitcher, and he'd add, he had more bullpen than, uh, than the guy from Kansas city. Yeah. No question had, about it. He had you know, high level and, starter and he, and he tried to add more bullpen, um, he got some guys uh, traded out from under his bids, yeah. But he would have definitely added a starter, and you know, no what? doubt about it. Looking back, if he'd known, he might have added Lance Lynn because it wouldn't have cost you any more than money, more or less. Right. And and look what Lance Lynn's done since then. And if you were, uh, if you're, if you, by the way, I did talk to Lance Lynn the day before he got traded. If you had actually gone and talked to Lance Lynn, and then you look at the peripherals. You might've had some faith in that, in what he's done coming down the road. I did. I, he, I believed it. He believed that would happen. That was a dead team walking man. And for a pitcher like Lance Lynn, the competitor that he is and with his pitch arsenal, which is, you know, he doesn't have, he's not a stuff, stuff guy. He, he's, he comes at you. He just comes at you. That's a guy, man, you want him uh, when he's, when he's healthy and he's got his velocity, you want him in the moments that matter because he, he's got that kind of competitive heart. But for a team like that, it was a worst-case scenario for him by the time it came down to the deadline. I always thought he would be a really good change of scenery guy. I even told the GM that here. I had a conversation with him about Lance Lynn ahead of time. Lance, uh, Lance grew up in Indianapolis, not far from Cincinnati, and grew up watching the Reds. They want to do
0: part of that. A good friend of mine, I'll call him the diminutive tiger. He knows who he is. The diminutive tiger told me before that trade, he calls me, he's like, I don't do this for a living, but Lance Lynn's going to be a beast for whoever trades for him. He was right. Yep. Yep.
1: He and I were both
0: right. There you go. That would
1: have been a guy, yeah. That would have been a guy. That would have been the guy for Jed to go get, honestly, because
0: you could have got him. No question. Gordon, have a great rest of your night. We'll chat next week after the Arizona series as they head to Colorado. All right, Captain George. Hey, say hi to Chris Bryant for me. I'm not going. He doesn't want to see me. Fan, what kind of fan are you, man? I'll be watching, baby. Have a great rest of your night, okay?
1: All right, you
0: too, man. There he is. That's my guy, the great Gordon Wittenmeyer. This is another edition of our Cubs Recap Podcast, available here on our Recap YouTube channel. Don't forget, next Tuesday, our first live Bears show, Feldco Bears Recap Live. That will be with me, Tom Waddle, Olin Krutz, as we break down the Bears and the Packers, and we get recaps, Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Bears, after every single game. For Gordon, I'm Cap. Have a great rest of your night. Come sweep the Giants, baby. Take that.